we're the space marines. Like, like I feel like we is got sent are? on. Yeah, there's, yeah, they're space marines. <laughs> Do they yeah. say that? That's all it takes is you have. You to can tell. Say it. You have to say I'm a marine, and you have to be on a ship. <laughs> and that's so easy. I'm a doctor, though. So <laughs> I'm a 23 year old doctor. <laughs> So that's good. A 23 year old doctor wearing a swimsuit under everything that you're wearing. <laughs> wearing a swimsuit under exclusively Chippendale tearaway uh, <laughs> many layers. Yeah, my pants actually ha- are clip ons on the side. <laughs> so when you pull from the back, um, they just come right off. Yeah, so piece. I like to wear those for. For war and for science. Yeah, let's say a German. <laughs> let's say a German torso got turned into a spider, and he grabs your pants. <laughs> Just spitball. <laughs> Look, Hear me you, out. Can't, you can't have like traditional jeans on all the time, like pants that you put no. on one leg at a time. Because, like, what if you go to space? Mm-hmm. What <laughs> if you go to space and there's not a German person, <laughs> but it's just a German. Torso. <laughs> it let's distill Germany wow. into a torso. <laughs> yeah, and and like, well done. You know, good on them. Fair play. Um. Um. Oh Christ. I feel like oh Christ. Yeah. <laughs> this one took a lot out of me. Oh, I watched this. I was just telling them that I watched this. 1.75 times for <laughs> for reasons of focus and of external peril and i still don't know what happened in it and i'm an expert at the same time so that's sort of how i'm feeling this very like lackadaisical um uh, it's escaping me that's how i feel <laughs> it's a lot like uh you know knowing a lot about quantum physics knowing a lot about something that's just sort of inherently like not uh, observable you like know it to be true but it's so difficult to explain to other people and you know uh, deals with a lot of head heady concepts like um you know uh, some particles that like might only exist when observed uh or uh some torsos that can only turn into a spider when they get the leprechaun from the leprechaun planet to put scorpion dna into their spine which is still there um he's on a planet He's on a leprechaun planet. That's where Aren't they find we him. All? <laughs> so I okay. He's go. I. Listen, we don't need <sighs> to think about the last three films. They're irrelevant. Nobody wants me gold. Okay. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> no. wants me gold. This is the least me gold has mattered. This is, me gold is so far down the list of priorities, and let me tell you, you can feel it. There was too much prose. I no rhyme, only prose. Get the fuck out of here. But he delivered it like every line was going to rhyme. I know. Like, everything felt like a couplet until there was a third rhyme ending with like science, you know. <laughs> It, every time he does like one of the limericks, it really does feel like 
You know when you're walking down a flight of stairs and you think there's another stair coming uh, and there's just a drop <laughs> and it throws off your equilibrium? Yes. Every time he does what is supposed to be a, a, a poem, it, it kind of feels like that. This is this is one of the only times I think we've ever done a recording where I'm like, yeah, I actually could have stayed out pretty late last night. I actually, <laughs> I really could have stood to like do more vices last night. I feel like I took too good a care of my mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, I think it, I think for every one of these movies, I've been hungover talking about them, and this is at once the most difficult and most appropriate one to speak about because it has that sort of like kind of ungraspable quality that a lot of things you take in when you're hungover do you know where you can't where it just details seem to occur uh, untied to some sort of monolithic structure um (laughs) and you can remember little slivers of things but your head hurts and you can't quite remember how or why um, each one of these events took place. Like yes. there's a guy, a guy gets turned into a skeleton by a bunch of flesh eating bacteria that they just mm-hmm. have in the bacteria room of the ship. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> rewind. Why rewind? Oh, <laughs> that's, there that's is where they keep them. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I rewind. I was like, no, there's gotta be a. They gotta tell me why I missed something. It's on me. No, yeah. not you know today. what's really been like giving me that is like I keep going to like different Wikipedia articles and like rewinding scenes to try to figure out like I'm sure there had to have been a reason that Sergeant Metalhead <laughs> became brainwashed to become Yossified. I'm sure <laughs> it just had to happen. I'm sure if I was paying close enough attention, I would understand that that was you know, inevitable, uh, that that was the only thing that could have happened. This the only is a logical... horror movie, okay? <laughs> that is the most horrific death imaginable, is to become yossified, rather than standing tall like Kowalski. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, what, how did this, inc- how is this movie so boring? It is the most psychotic, just unbelievable. When we summarize this, which you're getting what we're alluding to, when we summarize this, you'll be like, I mean, it had to be a little fun. Somehow this manages to be so unfunny and so boring, especially compared to, like, the magical, like, like, the magical combinations of Leprechaun 3 and everything that made it, like, so special. Yeah. I just can't believe how slow, toxic, <laughs> and boring this was. See, I don't, I don't know if I, can, if I can go along with boring. That's fair. I don't, I don't know if I can... Wait a second, Dixon's Y'all? frozen. No, I like Dixon. <laughs> Damn it! Fuck. Oh, fucking Lubdon got him. Fuck! Like literally, Lubdon just sitting like behind <laughs> him for I don't know a month now, like almost a month. A leprechaun poops. A leprechaun pees. <laughs> and on the Zoom chat, you are going to freeze. Leprechauns poop green. Hey! Hey! hey. 
Don't know what happened there. Don't love it. Um, <laughs> I love it. Here's here's the thing with this movie. I wish, I wish the carefully. I don't. Uh, let me not use the word careful. <laughs> the intentionally done absurdism of three. I can see all the places where like this director is going for that, and there are so many places that like really bring a smile to my face because they are so corny and cheesy and like there there is a certain kind of like micro budget like straight to video sci-fi that is at least aesthetically like it's kind of comfort food for me Mm. Uh uh-huh and there is stuff in this movie that really makes me happy but i'm like i'm i'm a little sad that like leprechaun in space isn't as like transcendently goofy as it feels like it deserves to be but yeah. I swear to God, and let me know if you disagree with this, but I feel like we get hints of it here and there. It it just kind of feels like they're hamstrung by working a little too fast, quick, cheap, and dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you What do y'all think? I think. I think ooh, go. Um. So I think. I've I've talked often uh, in the Leprechaun series about like when about being really nervous for the sort of humor of this to turn. Like it had a growing sense of self awareness that reached its sort of zenith in three, but it walked the line very carefully and kept most of the comedy character based and really did a lot with a little, but like kept the sets for the most part like actual sets like actual like buildings or or Mm -hmm. or, like uh, theaters that they converted and it still has a bit of a slapdash mr show sketch look but there is (laughs) enough there to where they're not relying entirely on the meager budget to construct another world which is what they have to do here and so that is a bit of a bummer but like you know you gotta make some concessions with a budget like this where it really falls apart is the comedy because this feels sort of like like a scary movie essentially like all of the bits are not bits that characters are doing. Um, none of the jokes rely on the actors or characters. They rely on you being like, that's kind of from Alien. Or that's yeah. kind of from The Fly. Haha. He's got a, he's got a lightsaber. That's random. That, that is extremely random. I hope <laughs> Leslie Nielsen farts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... What I, what I was fearing of like that like super, super sarcastic, super self aware humor that was gonna be like so like mind numbing and like just like would give me an instant headache. That was not the problem here, which is what I thought they were gonna like triple down on. You know, it was like almost like this movie took itself too seriously. Actually, like to me, mm. like it was like they had really really absurd plots with completely unfounded character motivation, but they really tried to make it, like, thriller-esque. Like, it wasn't making fun of itself nearly enough, actually, which I thought was going to be the totally opposite of what Leprechaun in Space was going to be. I was like, there's no way we're going to get out of here without, like, everything being, like, self-referential. But instead it was, like, a little too earnest, and thus unfunny and boring, in my opinion. 
Mm-hmm. Do y'all know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, it, the, there isn't... The self-awareness has been ditched in favor of, like, um, jokes that reach out for, like, pop culture recognition or jokes that are, you know, LOL, XD, random, epic bacon <laughs> kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Like... If or just like showing tits, like literally. Yeah, that the the t- the tit showing is they, they gotta find a way. It's like it really just feels like the movie your older brother watches before he has like any taste in music in music in movies. In music, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just like it's just like kind of horror and there's there's hot stuff in it. Yeah, and there's fucking. There's fucking hot tits in it, though. Yeah, that, so it's like, <laughs> that's good music. <laughs> so I like that song. Now that's real big fish. <laughs> now that's what I call music. <laughs> now that's what I call Leprechaun 4 in space. I don't know, the the moment where, um, I think it's Princess Zarina, uh, just shows her boobs during a monologue <laughs> for a reason that I could not track. That that I I don't know. That was almost a moment where I was like, "This movie isn't pretending to be anything." Yeah. It this movie it's is really what it is. As far as people at the party go, this movie doesn't have like the best breath, but it is like the least pretentious. Mm. Yeah. And and you know, I I think that that I'm I'm not gonna talk to you for like three minutes, but I'll go up to two. Yeah, this movie would try to talk to you at the bar party very earnestly about how funny Geico commercials are. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, we're just speaking with someone and just being like, just weird, uh, could not be more different people. You seem fine, but I, you're really trying to get something out of me that can't be brought out. And it's long-winded, <laughs> the description of the commercial. is just it is very long-winded. Long. I think this movie has a lot of the elements of Leprechaun 2, where it's just, like, really plotty, way too long, really uninteresting, like, si- like side plots um, that are, you know, they try, but it just, the, the actors can't save it and can't make it real, you know? So it mm. just, it leaves me bored, wanting the Leprechaun's shenanigans, and they don't come because the Leprechaun is spiritually gone in this one. I, I would like to summarize it to there is a point in this movie where the le- where the leprechaun and his uh, bride to be slash will be prisoner um, are sort of like plotting against like the crew on the ship and they just like injected this mad scientist with like spider DNA so he's about to go absolutely buck wild but the rest of the crew is coming and sh- and she says someone's coming and leprechaun goes good and i'm like good <laughs> do you in other movies there would have been like four stanzas to that and it would have been kind <laughs> of interesting but they just said good in this i think they phoned it the hell in yeah Big is good <laughs> hi yeah there's all of these like Little miniature set pieces, most of which are designed to parody or evoke something from famous sci-fi series. And those are, you know, troubling in their own right, but at least seem like written and considered in some ways. Pretty much all of the interstitial material between those little bits are seem 
uh, either completely improvised or very haphazardly written. It, it's just sort of like get us from A to B to C, but like if if those letters looked like shit, like if the <laughs> alphabet looked like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah go oh no i was just gonna say i um i i saw some leprechaun remains earlier and inhaled them (laughs) um so hopefully that's not going to be a problem during the recording no i think you'll be you'll be yeah you'll be good or this podcast will be much more interesting (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know you had to go reset your Wi-Fi earlier. I don't know why you keep the the Wi-Fi box in the flesh-eating bacteria room of your, your apartment. <laughs> the signal's not strong. <laughs> well, as long as I don't get a boner, I'm fine. Yeah, that's actually a yeah. fact. Yeah. But, uh, what if what if this was the horror movie where somebody put together the like the slasher like oh sex equals death like the scene where the leprechaun gets birthed out of a guy's boner is like wow they're punishing people for acting carnally. <laughs> like, that's the first time. <laughs> that's our thesis. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> this movie was sex. clearly made by Puritans. Yeah, <laughs> getting was, every it, reference in Scream because you've watched Leprechaun Four in space. This was actually <laughs> produced by Liberty University. <laughs> this is uh actually what if liberty university was like really upset about this movie because it's like degrading like western european culture (laughs) it's like oh so you think this is a fucking joke you think you think leprechauns bimbify themselves so that they can kiss hot people that's disgusting oh by the way uh the leprechauns like back at their game they're they're back to it. I uh, They turned into Dr. Tina for a little while, and I said, okay, all right, buddy. All right. Oh, right. Yeah, they turn into Dr. Tina completely naked to get themselves into a locked room. And then... Uh, the easiest way. Just, yeah. And it's really easy to... It's a really easy ploy for bisexual icon Harold <laughs> <laughs> to, Bi- to have his head tend. <laughs> bisexual icon Harold who looks disconcertingly like me, I think. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just having some like dysmorphia some stuff. serious dysmorphia. No, but I do think you play shame similarly. And I actually <laughs> want to say... That Harold was excellent. Harold was actually serving. He is an absolute king. When yeah. when the German doc when the German doctor is like, I know what you are doing. You are a naughty boy. And he's like, um, sorry. I'm like, oh my god, he's sorry. Like I I was like, fuck, let's go, Harold. So you know what? You don't look like him, but like your aura is mad similar. <laughs> Yeah, I've got I've got Harold aura. <laughs> you have Harold Dick energy. But that's the thing is that like there's <laughs> I'm sorry. Harold is good. <laughs> that's the thing is that like there's not there's not even like the Dixon Cashwell roulette of perform performers who get unfairly slagged on for two hours in this one. There's like one guy, like, I mean, Mittenhands at least has, like, a spark of some kind of life, but, like, he's just putting too much English on it, or too much German on it, I mm-hmm. suppose. Mm-hmm. And except for Harold, like, everybody else is, I, 
I mean, they just don't have the opportunity to make any kind of an impression. I no, don't think. not at all. Yeah. They might have something, but I wouldn't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, mm. it's. It was. Was there anybody who you feel differently about PJ? I just think there were there were people that I was kind of fond of. I mean, I'm thinking about like the thing that made Leprechaun Three like surprisingly successful as like a horror comedy farce was that you had this pretty like well figured out um ensemble cast of mm-hmm. of people who are either it's it's the things that i love for like a comedic universe of characters is that everyone is some amount of uh like corrupt or naive and maybe mm-hmm. they are a lot of both or a little bit of one or a lot of one and a little bit of the other um but it was a a perfect group of like rubes um to set in this like this treacherous seedy place um and being exposed to the leprechaun and his powers and what he can offer people brought out very very funny things in them it's a good game that one it's a very good game Mm -hmm. and what i even like about the concept of this movie is i i like that it's going like like Paul Verhoeven for stupid people with <laughs> these these weird uh these space marines with their their chant semper fi do or die kill 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 that was um, pretty good i did like that pretty good i i actually really like sergeant metalhead i like him a lot i even like um, he gave it a lot mm-hmm. he gave it a lot the other two people that i want to put a spotlight on are um, Debbie Dunning as Dolores, um, who is a very, very like committed, serious Marine who is also has survivor's guilt for giving Kowalski a boner that the leprechaun came out of. Um, and also, uh, for one brief second, thinks that Sergeant Metalhead might be interested in death by boner, um, and presents the idea to him and scares him. Yeah, um, a, a he weird. Gets so scared. He gets Dixon. Your observation about how none of the humor in this movie is like character driven is really fucking smart. That's yeah. a really good observation. The couple times where it does feel like it's coming out of character, it's usually not followed up on. Like it's usually not part of any through line. But every once in a while, a moment like that will happen, and I'll be like. I, I, I don't know. That is such a dumb, nonsensical joke where she is the one making the sergeant uncomfortable that I was like, I was kind of into it. You're I mean, right. There's also, he doesn't have a character that you can get into, but he's just a performer I like a lot. Miguel yeah. A. Nunez Jr. As, yeah, yeah. As Styx, better known to some people as Juana Man. Uh, best known to me as the voodoo man from Scooby-Doo, Ooh. who uh, makes fun of Sarah Michelle Gellar's outfit for wearing purple in the middle of May. <laughs> no, I, I really like the, the, the assortment of dummies uh, that populate this world. Um, it's just very few of them are as hilariously amoral as you want them to be. And none of them have the same, like, earnest innocent pluck um that a lot of the previous like leprechaun movie teenagers have had that kind of made them successful yeah i i want this movie to be good like i want it to work 
Well, the the context of the production of Leprechaun 3, I think, was a big... uh, Working within the limitations of such a tight budget, of uh, such an incredibly tight turnaround with the script, I think it was something like two weeks, and the writer was given the basically the logline, Leprechaun in Vegas, figure it out. Um, I think that those restrictions led to a lot of low budget ingenuity like having a single day in vegas and sort of interweaving that footage within the rest of the stories where they filmed on on sets and stuff like that and i think that aside from the budget there was a lot fewer of those limitations placed on those movies this was something that was born out of like enthusiasm and jokingness so just sort of like kind of an anything goes approach as opposed to a we need to figure this out like how to make this the most entertaining we can with the incredible amount of obstacles we have as opposed to this seems like a fun lark let's do it you know and I, th- I definitely think that there is, uh, th- that l- this seems like a fun lark is, can be a great motivator of artistry, but also when you have fewer obstacles that make you really consider what you're doing when you're creating art, it can get a little more haphazard, which is what yeah. I think happened here. It really feels like crazy town improv scene. Like there's so many elements there's so much unchecked rules and power, which we love in Leprechaun. There's always unchecked rules and, like, the somehow changing. But there's, like, one through line in the past three movies, which is pretty much Leprechaun's goal is uh, get as much revenge as you can while obtaining your gold again, right? Yeah. And, like, let's, like, wreak a little bit of havoc and have some fun while I get my gold back. But he has, like, an almost, like, Shakespearean sort of monologue about, like, wanting respect. And it's Mm -hmm. very weird and very antithetical. It doesn't ever feel like he wants respect. You know what I mean? He's, like, a little mischievous little creature who, like, doesn't (sighs) give a fuck what anyone thinks about him. So it just felt a little um, untrue. And I... I fully agree. Yeah, and and I also think that because of all these unfounded like unmotivated actions from these characters because i don't think we have that beautiful like web of interesting personalities like we do in three that like really fit together and like every character is beautifully challenged by the game of the leprechaun in this one because the leprechaun's game is unclear we have a bunch of sort of undefined marine personas whose acting chops are sort of lost in this vacuum that's just not clear like so even if they're like delivering like i'm thinking specifically of the sergeant he's giving he's serving he's screaming and it's just kind of going nowhere because you can absolutely give it your all and it's it almost makes it worse maybe because it's everything else is so stark in comparison to your truthfulness or something yeah that's that's well, how I that's actually yeah that's a great way of putting it and that's with my comment about the performances earlier is pretty much how I feel about all of them like in like it's it feels like whatever they're doing is in a vacuum yeah like it I think because of the editing and direction and art direction 
for the most part, like it feels every performance that they're giving feels very disconnected from the performance everyone else is giving from every other actor in a way that I do not believe is the performer's fault. I think they were just sort of, you know, hamstrung by the realities of making Leprechaun 4 in space. And who wouldn't be? <laughs> and can I say, I don't, there wasn't enough Leprechaun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this motherfucker is not in the movie this much. And when he is, he has to share screen time with his, like, prisoner, his kind of willing prisoner fiancé princess, who, like, really? I think that's an interesting concept, like, giving mm-hmm. the leprechaun a little a, a helper, um, because it has been him against Las Vegas or him <laughs> against South Dakota. Um, <laughs> but, like... It's it's a weird compromise to make when your franchise is built on the back of I want to see Warwick Davis in space um, looking at his dick after he gets hit by a giant ray, you know? Um, but, like, every time it's like, thank God we're back to the leprechaun, it is like a scene of marital bickering. And yeah. He's, and it's just not... It's not and, satisfying because I don't even know what her deal is. And... She's not that good. <laughs> like she, no. she wasn't that good. So it's like, I can't with that freaking, I can't with like the f- fake alien makeup. We should yeah. do a summary. Yeah, we should. We've like gone for a half an hour introducing uh, a lot of incredibly specific <laughs> nouns. With <laughs> Poor listener. I'm sorry, Poor listener. listener. Poor, I'm sorry, listener. How are you doing? Oh, you doing okay? I, I hope you're having listener. an all right day. Yeah. Yeah. You want to just mark this one as played and then you can listen to Fresh Air? It's all right. (laughs) Totally get it. Totally get it. We're all tired. We all went through it. Yeah, yeah. Come back next week. Maybe. Maybe don't. I don't know yet. (laughs) I hope that Leprechaun in the Hood is the reset the franchise needed. They take... Well, that's the thing also, is that this movie, I believe, is the fourth in one a year leprechaun movies mm. so maybe part of the issue with this is just sort of yeah the creative draining like this is the fourth fucking time we've done this in as many years that would be insane and, that would be yeah. so bad for you <laughs> oh i'm like watch i'm just watching one of these movies once a week for an hour and a half that's tough but to be in one once a year i think is I- incomparable <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, I can try. Go for it. Or Peach, do you have it? You got I this, feel like... buddy. Are you sure? Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, can I? Do you need me to? Uh, wait. I need to sort of recalibrate. How does this? I don't remember movie how it even starts. Start. How did it start? The year is twenty ninety six. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> is it? Yeah, this is set in the future. I knew it was set in the future. I don't remember it saying that. All right, I... Paige, if you could do it, I think I'm. I think I. I think I'm unclear about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact of the matter, my dear, is that I don't think anyone who saw this movie but didn't write it um, is really going to be able to. The year, dear listener, is 2096, and the Space Marines 
have gone into space to harvest, you know, stuff. Um, <laughs> and they came across an alien princess named Princess Zarina. Um, the leprechaun who clones himself and lives forever and is kind of a kind of a constant in in the same way that like pain is um <laughs> is on the planet with a little cigarette holder and a tuxedo to really really put on the ritz and and try to make a case to princess zarina that this could be a marriage of convenience for the both of them they could both get what they want he becomes the king of a planet she becomes the queen, she gets his gold, he might get it wet, and then eventually one of them will kill the other. Um, but along the way, uh, the marines collide into them. Um, somehow Princess Zarina gets knocked unconscious. I don't remember how. I don't care. We do this the, for free. The <laughs> leprechaun... So they throw a grenade at the leprechaun, and the leprechaun oh. throws himself on it. Yeah, it's okay, an what the fuck? <laughs> A weirdly yeah. noble death. What the which hell? He should have like been a through lines in this movie. Also, <laughs> yeah, they blow up the leprechaun a lot. <laughs> just he just keeps coming back. You know, queer people are resilient, and so they bring <laughs> Princess Zarina onto the ship. Um, one to study her. Two, so that they might be able to bring her back to her home planet and establish some sort of. Um, diplomacy in their relationship with that planet, but also because uh, the cyborg Dr. Mittenhead, um, who is in charge of the Space Marine mission, would like to take some of her regenerative blood to be able to regrow his left arm, the rest of his torso, perhaps eyebrows. We don't know. Mm. Um, and along the way, um, in what is, to the best of my understanding, Leprechaun's um, desire to be reunited with his would-be bride. Um, it becomes a slasher movie where he starts attacking some mostly sympathetic, um, but mostly real dumb and waiting for death space marines. Um, there is many gags. Um, there are times where he do stuff this random. You go, haha, he, he left, he's not supposed to be in space. <laughs> um, there is, uh, there are moments where jokes don't land. Um, there's a, there's uh, ladies who die. There's boobs. Um, and then at the end, there's a part where Sergeant Metalhead, um, who's also uh, a robot. He's not human. He looks like he has cybernetic parts, and it's a very cool, cheap makeup design. He's just a robot, but you can also brainwash him mm -hmm. um, that, he's, that he's a lady. Why did that scene happen? Because it had to. It yeah. just, it really just had to. They were anyway. like, this is what, sh this is the epitome of shame, is talent. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, Isn't this gross? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and by the way, welcome to Dead Horse, a podcast about overextended, underloved, underrecognized, wrongfully derided, low art but too much franchises. Uh, we're covering the Leprechaun series. It's the longest series we've ever done. Um, how are we doing? Thank you for asking. I'm trying. Uh, and also, I'm PJ. I'm, I'm Dixon. I'm Becky. PJ, you did so good. Oh, yeah, great you. job. That was just beautiful. Um, thank you. Honorable mention to when the Leprechaun uses the princess's regenerative blood 
uh, blends a tarantula into it and injects the doctor. So the doctor becomes this very um, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes-esque, like, fucking crazy eight-legged monster, the fly thing. It's, like, so bad. It's so bad. Um, But it's good. You know, it's good. I'm stronger for it. It's like it's conceptually stupid, but I I can't even lie to you. There's there's a couple like micro budget direct to video like sci-fi moments in here that just Look, I'm a I'm a simp for some of this stuff. If there's an alien puppet for a second, my first note is going to be why aren't there more of these? Why aren't I looking at them all the time? I love <laughs> the Dr. Mittenfly like like Brundlefly thing that happens. It it, it kind of reminds me of the movie Slither, um, and like a little bit of of like the thing. But if it were stupid, um, I but I you know I wish there were more of that. Really, like a lot of what joy you can take in this thing really comes to a ceiling at like the concept. It really is just like yeah a concept that they thought would be funny. What if there were a leprechaun in space? I'm grateful that it exists. I'm grateful they made it because I love all of these like porn quality uh, <laughs> spaceship interiors. Oh my god! Yeah, planet it interiors, all feels purple like a, lighting. It really feels like a bad porn with not enough sex in it. That's actually what it felt like to me in, in yeah. terms of acting, plot, production. I was like, well, where's the fucking the Brazzers if it's- logo in the corner the whole time. <laughs> Like, I was like, I don't know. It, like, for me at least, I I imagine that there's not going to be fully full agreement in the ranks here. But, like, the series' batting average for me has been a little bit higher than I expected up until this point. Me too. I, you know, first one had a lot of struggles with didn't enjoy it but there was enough for me to glom onto to where i was like you know what i kind of had a good time two and three i was i think the main vanguard of two is good uh pj i i feel like you were a little bit more on that side but yeah and then three everybody loved three the nation came together and said (laughs) we did it we did it reddit um but yeah this was the first one that felt like it was kind of matched my initial uneducated expectation as to what the tone and timbre of this series was going to be where it's just sort of like this bad on purpose mishmash of you're supposed to laugh because you kind of recognize the thing from another thing Mm -hmm. and there's a leprechaun here yeah (laughs) but like also somehow not cynical enough to really do that like i don't know it's just like a weird malaise of like half effort I also think, like, like I'm just thinking about in three, I was laughing, like, once a minute. Like, that's how funny it was. I was laughing yeah. almost constantly throughout the whole thing, either because something, like, I can't believe this movie was made, or because, like, genuinely the writing made me laugh. I can name the one time in this movie I laughed, and I do think it's a funny joke, and I still like it, and it's when it's Mittenhand, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's when Doctor Mittenhand says, "You do as I so say." <laughs> say so, <laughs> and I was like, "That's good." <laughs> I I really loved Harold and Mittenhand. Yeah. Like I oh, wish yeah. that B plot oh, yeah. 
Because Harold's just a weird little horny guy um, who loves horny his boss. For everyone. He loves his boss and he loves titties. And, you know, there's a little bit of class solidarity issue there, but whatever, you know? Fuck it. Yeah, if you, um, but like he gets he gets dispatched with pretty early on, and also in the best death of the movie, the leprechaun psychically throws a big plate at him, and then his face like flattens into a big gross circle. That was cool. Yeah, sure. I, it's hard to argue with. I have an argue argument. With <laughs> I'll argue with it. You know what, bitch? Challenge accepted. <laughs> Why? How come his nose gets bigger? <laughs> No. It's all perspective. Yeah. <laughs> <It> really is. <laughs> Are we okay? <laughs> Are we gonna be okay? I just thought I'd only have to watch this once, but I watched it more than once. <laughs> um, you almost had to watch it a third time. That's a fact. <laughs> I almost did that. Yeah, um, I think part of I it, this this movie also I think suffers just because of the circumstances of this record, um, in which there was a lot of like there's a lot of just like figuring stuff out yeah. and sudden technical difficulties and just like ho- like trying to hold the 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 sand of Leprechaun Four in space <laughs> in your hands while it's tumbling out as we try to figure out what's going on with with Becky's laptop. You know? <laughs> Try to remember, try to remember. What was the princess's name? Why won't it restart? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there were, yeah, there were a lot of insane things that I wasn't in the mood to be on board with, I'll admit. Like, a part of it had to be some of my headspace. No, no way not, right? Um, The leprechaun gets big. The That's leprechaun does fun. get big. The leprechaun big gets good. big. Big is different. Usually leprechaun's small. So it's funny. Yeah. Um, leprechaun's <laughs> voice when big gets higher. Sorry. That's not checking out for me. I know giants and it's not like that. Um, <laughs> I uh, So I was trying to explain something. I, I work in visual arts. And um, somebody asked me, what's the difference between um, Photoshop and Illustrator? And so I was explaining that Photoshop works with pixels. You know, you can create a really big image, but at the end of the day, like the pixels there are going to be there. So if you take something that's small and you stretch it out to make it big, some stuff is going to happen to those images because those pixels are getting blurrier and blurrier. Vectors, however, which is what you work with in Illustrator, are essentially mathematical equations that you're quote unquote drawing into. So if you make those really big, the math still checks out and makes the equation work to whatever the size you need. The when Leprechaun gets big, <laughs> you you you've downloaded a, a fun stock image from Unsplash.com, but. Oh no, it's only 2,000 by 1,500 pixels, and you're trying, like, oh no, but my canvas in Photoshop is 8,000 by 8,000. So you grab one of the corners of this picture of, like, those those fun little hush puppy type shoes that somehow propped up on a bicycle, and you're like, is this in France? It looks like it could be. And you're so excited to make it large, and you grab the corner, and you stretch it, you stretch it to 8,000, and everything's going wrong. 
you can see the little details of the hush puppy bleeding into the bicycle. <laughs> and it's just becoming this whole fucking, this huge monster. And you're like, this doesn't look like it's in France anymore. This looks like an, oh, 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 wait. It just looks like it's in freaking Detroit. They say that in the movie. Epic fucking burn. And so the leprechaun's big now and it looks like shit. <laughs> That's. That's right. That's how visual arts works. I got so <laughs> mad when he made the Detroit joke. They're on this blasted leprechaun planet, and some of those like, this looks bad. And Metalhead's like, have you ever been to Detroit? Funny joke. I know. I'm People are sorry. poor there. <laughs> this movie is incredibly confident for what's in it. <laughs> this movie said, it's fine that. He absolutely looks like just like a zoomed in Getty image of like a D-list celebrity. (laughs) It doesn't matter. We'll just do it. And it's like it's like when someone's telling a story that you've already heard and it's too long already and it's like not that good. But like they forgot they told you already and they're going into like insane detail and you're just like, God, I I can't believe how much you love telling the story that I actually don't like. <laughs> like that's yeah. kind of how it feels to watch this movie. It just really believes in itself. It's a, it's a yeah. real, it's a real PJ of a movie. To, <laughs> don't be so hard on yourself. Just to get right down to it. No, but I mean the the effects are one of one of the only things where the filmmakers, particularly Brian Trenchard Smith, came out and said like. Oh, yeah. No, that 100% didn't look how we were hoping it would. (laughs) It has something to do with um, the budget for this was... These have been decreasing in budget from the beginning. Um, Especially once they started going straight to video. Because I think Leprechaun 3 was supposed to be the end of the series. Like, that was supposed to be the note that they go out on. Mm. Um, But they were... The people at Trimark were so amused by the running inside joke of Leprechaun 4 in space that didn't die um, that they said, well, maybe you can squeak out just a little bit of money and get this done. There was something about um, if they had been doing this with a higher definition render of all of the effects or if, if they'd had enough time to like render stuff out and see what it was going to look like in the final cut they could have said hey there's pixels on him it looks bad um and and he even went so far as to like openly describe the like all the cg shots as being like sub playstation and then <laughs> if they'd if they'd had more resources to render them they they might have actually looked okay um but even even the director seems to have this attitude about the movie that's very like, look, I, I, I made this for young people to watch this with a sick... I think his exact words were this was meant to be watched with a six pack and a bong. Like, yeah. he's, he's that's really... That's what the director said? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's such an interesting, like, goal. Does that feel frustrating to you? Like, does that does that feel like refreshing and self aware, or does that feel like like annoying because they they could be doing more and they are resigning with an an, an approach that can basically be summed up as like, okay, Leprechaun has a cigarette holder, why not? Yeah. 
Why not? It's, I don't think it is. Oh, go ahead. You, you, mm. <laughs> I don't think it's frustrating because what else really could your goal be with Leprechaun in space? Yeah. You know, like, that's actually really appropriate. It's just still artistically I can't imagine. So that's the mean <laughs> thing I said today. <laughs> um, but it makes sense, right? Like, that's correct then. Then actually this is an excellent film. Well, he directed three, right? The same fella? Yes. Did. Which is, that's, like, I think that's sort of the biggest bummer. Because, yes. like... He figured it out yes. in three. Like, yeah. he really did, this this guy. He, like, it was, it had that exact same level of, like, situationally absurd confidence uh, because they're making Leprechaun in Vegas. But, like, it worked. And um, I, I don't know what exactly alchemically went right that went wrong here. But, like... Even was that not his attitude for three? Because it didn't feel it, like it, it. It reads as like the perfect example of like I want people to watch this with a six pack and a bong, and I don't think that has to come at the expense of, uh, for lack of a more specific word, quality. You yeah, know? that's true. Because like that's a great movie to just sit down and get blasted to and have a great time, <laughs> and also stone cold sober. <laughs> yeah, I guess because I was sober when I watched it and I still loved it, it's hard for me to like bring it like that. Me that to me signifies it's unwatchable without like losing yourself to a substance, <laughs> like yeah. that goal. And I don't think Leprechaun Three is that at all. I think it's like a good, like a fun, good movie with great jokes, even. Even if you're as fucking straight edge as I was that day, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm trying to find, there's um, there's there's this little passage from the, the Leprechaun Wikia. Um, the, 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 the trivia on this thing is very, very limited. And even the people who edit articles on, like, the Leprechaun Wikia are not very generous to this movie. <laughs> here, here are the, the four bullet points, if I may. <clears throat> <clears throat> this is regarded as one of the worst Leprechaun films, and some people even exclude it from the series. <laughs> you can't. You can't. It's a part of it. You look. Don't look away. <laughs> I, you either you either love Leprechaun or you turn away from this movie. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> Point number two. It has the second lowest IMDb rating in the franchise, 3.5, after Leprechaun Origins, 3.3. Audience score for this one was 21 out of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. And then <clears throat> here's my favorite part. Item number four. It shows wrong depiction of space all along. <laughs> what do you mean, you astrophysicist? <laughs> what, what, what is that really what the issue was? <laughs> yeah, cut to a, an incredibly smart guy in a lab coat saying, it has wrong depiction of space all along. <laughs> 
Welcome to Dead Horse. We're so excited to have on our guest for this episode, uh, Mr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil, <laughs> thank you for taking time out of your schedule to show us some of the uh, scientific inconsistencies in Leprechaun 4, uh, as well as Gravity, uh, The Wizard of Oz, and Fantasia. You're right, sir. <laughs> You're absolutely right. If a mouse put on a wizard's hat, he probably couldn't make the brooms march at all. No way. No way. <laughs> I'm yeah, calling like it where's, now. Where's the music even coming from? No one's playing an instrument. They're just mushrooms. <laughs> Bing! Sin number 41. That's my biggest problem with Fantasia. Dude, I, I think Fantasia has a wrong depiction of uh, <laughs> space all along. It has a wrong depiction of a night on Bald Mountain. It's not really like that. That guy doesn't come out and do stuff. And Mickey Mouse talking to the composer, he's a cartoon. He doesn't talk <laughs> to the real guy. In in real life, it would be a guy walking up and saying, Mr. Stokowski! <laughs> Why didn't they have a guy do it? <laughs> also, like, I don't think unicorns look like that. I'm not trying to be a dick, but, like, that's not... <sighs> There's horses. <laughs> um. <laughs> Cinema Sin Sin Counter Fantasia 1941. <laughs> 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 also, don't y'all feel like this was so slow? Yeah. Yeah. It was so slow. Like it was like so plotty and slow. Even when she kicked the undeserving absolute queen, Sergeant, when he's singing, when she's singing and like doing her thing. Mm. Um, she just like does a bunch of kicks. Why? Cause he's dressed in drag? Fuck because you. <laughs> Fuck you. She, and she does these like kick spins and they take like a minute each <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the the um the, something else that's really weird about that scene the whole thing is kind of like what like is this supposed to be like a moment of humiliation is the what's the gag here like i don't get this it's also mixed very poorly like um metalhead oh, yeah. comes out and does like a, a lip sync drag routine but the song that metalhead is like is lip syncing too is so buried in the mix that you can hear like the foley of footsteps and stuff over it and it, it's just so i like it it feels really embarrassing but not in a way that the filmmakers intended you know not because she's embarrassing for being an absolute star but because like <laughs> they they weren't there to receive her energy you know yeah <laughs> Um, what is this an atlanta open mic hey, hey. <laughs> hey <-o. laughs> don't leave don't leave that in <laughs> it's yeah it's a very very weird moment um the the origins of how sergeant metalhead started doing I mean, really, the reason it's happening is because that's the only thing that could happen. They just they just needed it to. Again, just like how how else is the leprechaun supposed to get stuff done unless the leprechaun becomes a beautiful woman and kisses someone? How, how else? Is it's it? the leprechaun equivalent of turning it off and turning it on again. Like. <laughs> 
Well, maybe I'll just be a hot lady and kiss a guy. <laughs> Let's try that first and then and then plan B. <laughs> Is it like a classic like archetype of like a like an evil spirit pretending to be beautiful ladies? I think it might be like an almost like like a succubus? Yeah. Like I I feel like it's like a I don't know, from like Greek theater or some shit. Like it's like a very <laughs> like classic type of thing. Because I keep being like, why does this keep happening? In these the famed uh, Commedia dell'arte archetype of the leprechaun. <laughs> of like some Iago ass bitch, like looking like <laughs> looking like like my my big titty goth girlfriend. Like <laughs> I feel like going to the Laban school to learn how to be a big titty goth GF. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the the doctor who prescribed me HRT, Doctor Lubdon, <laughs> just coming into the physician's office with a fucking like surgical net over the top hat with the little buckle <laughs> vaguely visible through the through the material. He really prescribes that very easily, mm. like for, for like back problems. And stuff. <laughs> like, do you want to check? And they're like, Nah, I can tell. <laughs> just looking at you. Like, fuck. Uh, I love to kiss ladies. I love to kiss dudes. The only thing I can prescribe for you is boobs. <laughs> also, I have that like a little rhyme. bit. That was mean that I didn't really take that in and wasn't present with you. It didn't earn it. It didn't earn it. It didn't earn it. You don't. You don't have to give kudos to a joke that didn't earn it. <laughs> Keep um, me honest. Um. So something crazy that I have to say is. Where's Warwick Davis from? <laughs> Sorry, what? Where's Warwick Davis from? He is very English. He is an English gentleman. Okay, so I just realized he has a British accent, like, through all these movies. Yeah. He doesn't like, have Irish. Like, I think sometimes he does. He was and then sometimes RP it's... at the beginning of this film. <laughs> like I couldn't... <laughs> proper rp i was like all right this must be on purpose like there's a reason and then it just slipped back into his like pseudo irish that is really just a british accent with the musicality of the irish i that's my hot take on lep four is i realized the sham i realized the sham, the sham rock. rock of the Damn. film can they say that <laughs> fuck i don't I, we're gonna get this podcast shut down i know they're coming i can hear them we're gonna get we're gonna get the little Spotify warning that says you may not want to learn about COVID nineteen from these <laughs> people. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm fucked, and maybe I'm maybe I'm fucked, and and maybe it's shit. Maybe it's shit, but I think I'm right. <laughs> no, I think I think he does. He does a couple of different accent bits. There's one when he's describing the interior of a space shuttle where I think he's trying to go like an Italian describing a Ferrari or something, and goes like fine cut. Uh, oh. Yeah, like fine Corinthian. Le- That's not Italian. He's doing an impression of Ricardo Montalban. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ricardo Montalban was um, a spokesperson for some car company, and and our parents um, think <laughs> it's so fucking funny when someone references that commercial <laughs> um, at the at the 
when I saw Spy Kids 3D in theaters, and he references that at one point, um, all of their Gen X was just like, <laughs> <laughs> boomers rose to their feet. They, they weren't even clapping; they just started screaming. They, they just started they, screaming, "Spy Kids! Spy Kids! Spy Kids!" <laughs> My dad took off his shirt and just started swinging it around in the air like a bimbo. Yeah, like, like, like Stanley Kowalski. <laughs> like a bimbo from hell. He took out a gun. He unloaded a round into the air. A uh, piece of the ceiling came out and clocked me on the head, and now I'm like this. Um, no, I think he's um, he's he's doing a... I do not know Ricardo Montalban's origins, but he is trying to do that. Sure. Gotcha. And he... (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Bullet dodged. (laughs) He... And he does the John Wayne impression for a second, and it's it's bad, but you're like... fuck, I forgot about that. Oh, I know what you're doing, Warwick. Yeah, no, I remember that. Oh, good one. That's pretty pretty good. It was a pretty good John Wayne. I don't know. I... Well, now that I know about the car commercial, that's worse. So fucking funny. <laughs> I uh, f- I that I I don't know. This one's tough. Like I, it's just one of those ones where I feel like I could keep going at length, but yeah. I also feel like I'd just be saying the same things over and over. I have it, one new like, thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. Let me just step in front of you in line. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I already know what I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> Becky cracks knuckles. <laughs> okay, I think I can usually... I think I usually judge, like, how good a film is by how many wide shots they use where our main villain or main character is fully in profile for most of the shot. <laughs> and that happens so much where I'm just seeing like the back three fourths of Warwick's hair, you know, while he's like making jokes and talking. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like we could get a little closer. <laughs> I'm not really getting the vibe here. Uh, I really hate a wide shot that that feels improvised and didn't earn it. You know? Um, yeah. I I'm gonna I'm gonna myself sort of step on out and say hey i didn't enjoy this one (laughs) i don't know if that's clear you didn't i didn't enjoy this one i think i think this one was more painful than one and two wow this i think i uh, this one i feel like this is a little less surprising for me given that i was like i was pretty pro two certainly and one you know i had my my issues with but overall had a good time but yeah i think this was this was my least favorite of them so far i think i i bitched in the last in the first two but there were moments where i laughed a few times this one was just like i mean it was also crazy it just was like boring Whereas, like, yeah. a leprechaun in a house, like, around a bunch of teenagers around a house, that's something to, that's something to sneeze at. <laughs> you know? And we did. And we did. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna go back and edit a lot of parts of us, but we sneezed we were, so it much. It was actually an absolute nightmare. <laughs> we went off. <laughs> <laughs> You 
That shit was gazooned tight. Fuck you. We went Um I I I feel I feel so uncool for giving this movie even the like four and a half out of ten that I feel compelled to give it. I I like it more than the first one. I think I like the second one more than this. This is really a series I'm finding where like ranking them is is actually pretty relevant. Yeah. 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 Um, the differentials between them, in in part, just because there's so many. They're different. Um, <clears throat> they're very different. Like there are key players who are sticking around, um, but a lot of like the behind the scenes, how it gets there, is changing up. Um, I, you know, it seems like the thing that Brian Trenchard Smith embraces about three and four. Um, that that I think has a, a charm that does persist for me is that he he loves the way low budget trash B movie pulp can eventually abandon pretension so completely that it becomes like absurdism in in almost like this this pop art kind of way. Yes, I just used the phrase pop art to describe Leprechaun Four. Get the fuck <laughs> at me. Um, but <laughs> Becky just went off. Becky went off. I'm not trying to be a dick, but <laughs> <laughs> I just made an observation to sneeze at. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, look, I there, there's I, there's no way I enjoy this as much as I enjoy <laughs> three, but I I'm like I'm I'm I'm. I'm happy that this movie exists. Mm. I'm glad that it's around. I'm glad that there are 85 bazillion Leprechaun movies, one for every iteration of Leprechaun that exists in the cosmos. And I like that this one went to space. I'm, I'm glad on this podcast that we covered the little Leprechaun pulling out a lightsaber. It, it just, it makes me happy. And there's, you know, there's little stuff in here like, um, I actually really, really like the practical effect on Dr. Mittenhand. I think he's so, he's so weird. And the effect of what he looks like from the front and the dummy that they show of him from behind mm-hmm. is like, for me, like satisfyingly gross and weird. And I like what they're going for in this like body horror fop. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wish yeah. there were a movie that could contain him and the leprechaun. Yeah. Um, but the thing they're in is just, is, is so cheap. I mean, we're, we're not really talking about the score a whole lot in this series. Cause there's only so much that you can talk about. Like it, it's one person going ham on a Casio. Um, mm-hmm. The last movie really gave this composer a workout. And for this one, he comes up with this like federation march for the the space marines that 
I, I, yeah, I, I get, I get what they're what they're trying to do. Ultimately, I think like I'm used to this sound because I've seen a lot of movies of like this ilk, and I'm like I'm adjusted to a movie sounding this way. But honestly, if you're an independent or low budget filmmaker and you've run out of money for the score, and and you can't like afford to get any session players, and you can only have like a synthesizer score. This this is what you're afraid of it sounding like. <laughs> this is what you're worried about. Um, but in in the end, I'm like, I don't know. I think like Becky, you were talking about like a comparison between this movie and like an improv scene that like like goes awry, that like goes wrong. Am I? Y'all are actually trained in this stuff, but am I right that there's some sort of rule about like? you can't go to space quickly or you should avoid it because that's like as heightened as your scene or your concept can get. Is that, is that something made up? That's not one I know. I think that you can totally go to space, but you have to have like established an established game and rules to play within. Yeah. but And you can do that on the moon, but you just got to be clear. You just can't, like, heighten it to... You can't heighten a different game to space too quickly, which this series absolutely does, if that makes <laughs> sense. Like, you could yeah. set it there, but you can't be somewhere else and then go there. I mean, I don't want to say can't. You could do anything in a scene as if you're a skilled improviser, but... Sure. Um, well, yeah, and that's sort of, like, a, a part of the reason that this franchise, like... I, I was up until this point pretty charmed by it is because like they pretty much reset the rules and mythologies at every turn yeah but like I think the concept of going to space like I, I think what would make that interesting as a heightening of the franchise is to see like um, how space interacts with the rules of a leprechaun but since they're not there it's just kind of anarchy yeah <laughs> like I wonder, I wonder when they come back and sort of like I don't know soft reboot with uh, with Leprechaun in the Hood. Like, is there going to be anything from previous films that they try to get back in there, or if or if it's just going to be on the fifth reset in as many movies? You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and I think part of the reason I'm also coming down so hard on it is because it is a bit of like. Of, of a dashing of hope like i i've certainly seen far worse movies in general and certainly for this this podcast like leprechaun 4 i think like i didn't enjoy it but there's there's a lot of movies we've watched together and talked about that i have far more like actual loathing in my heart for as opposed to just kind of distaste like what but um oh like uh bridge jones two and three oh, um yeah. i underworld four um yeah. there are certainly certainly more that I can't uh, the the mummy remake um I and and you know this not to compare th- those movies as goals or anything but I I was really pleasantly surprised by Leprechaun 1 2 and 3 increasingly so as the movies went on um and it is just kind of a bummer to see like for me a franchise that was really surprising me with its ability to be like loose and fun and know when to get in and when to get out and which performers to kind of let run wild get so hamstrung in a situation that should be so like 
joyous mm-hmm. and yeah. like kind of celebratory. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I I feel like I'm coming off as meaner than I actually want to be toward this movie because at the end of the day, Leprechaun Four in Space is not hurting anyone, mm-hmm. which is more than I could say for Bridget Jones too. Kind of, know? except for trans people, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they I'm just, hanging in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're for it. <laughs> I'm um, leprechaun for it. I know what you mean, though, Dixon. <laughs> so wait, Dixon. Like thesis-wise, like you do feel like you're more. You feel more positively about this than you would um, Mummy uh, remake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do definitely. I get that. I feel like hating this too much is really punching down. Whereas, like, I yeah. think Mummy remake really deserves that. You know, like with Absolutely. how much yeah. of an opportunity that they squandered. I mean, what were they gonna do with this one? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Like they, I, they gave it their. They gave it a college try. <laughs> yeah, I mean this this movie is essentially, especially with the behind the scenes knowledge that you're bringing, PJ. Like, it, it really is a lark. Yeah. Like uh, a a really low budget lark and like. You know, I've I've said some mean things, but at the end of the day, I prefer movies like this to exist than your mummy remakes. Yes. Um so, yeah. Um I have one there was... question. Oh, go, no, no, yes. no, go ahead, you first. Oh, no, you go you go for it, PJ. I Here's the thing that I'm thinking about is like I mean, we have a whole episode coming up too actually. Um to sort out our, our feelings about the concept of leprechaun in the hood but i'm i'm looking at it from here in this weird way now now here here are some things to keep an eye out for okay number one this comes out in 1996 leprechaun in the hood comes out in 2000 so warwick davis has like stepped away from the franchise for a little while and they have enticed him to come back they thought this was dead they had an idea and it's the i don't know maybe maybe the fish out of water thing with the leprechaun works best in like in like a like a human terrain you know what i mean like maybe it's not about taking leprechaun to different like heightened pulp genres yeah. and and taking him to different stratospheres um i mean maybe some of these are worse than leprechaun in space but i also know that like those movies have people who like like them and go to Mm -hmm. bat for them Mm -hmm. i think we're gonna be talking to one of them next week if i'm remembering correctly but it's also like one of the reasons that this series is like famous enough um that that people talk about it or know about it is that leprechaun in the hood is the title of a movie that exists like yeah that's mm-hmm. kind of that's almost just as much of why people know this series as like the first one um yeah. i'm kind of like very cautiously optimistic about the next one how are y'all feeling I I am ultimately hopeful. I'm not sure how much of a reason I have to be hopeful, but I just think it would be a big bummer for the series to go out on this note, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I've got my fingers crossed. I don't really know a darn thing about it except for the title. And I think that is sort of where this franchise exists, like you're saying, PJ, in the minds of many people is just, like, on the shelf at Blockbuster. Yeah. Like... 
yeah, that's it. That Leprechaun four in space. That's wild. Leprechaun back to the hood. They made a second one. That's wild. Um, so I'm, I don't know. I'm, I've got my fingers crossed. I'm not sure how much of a reason there is for me to be hopeful, but I think I am. Yeah. I feel similarly, and I also feel a bit pessimistic. I just can't imagine a nuanced portrayal of like our like yeah. of like a yeah. cast of of people of color. So I'm a little nervous about like the the jokes. I'm really nervous about like just like how uh, I'm I'm nervous it will feel pretty unwatchable. But I'm wondering if it will be totally winning and surprise the hell out of me, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to let my heart get broken by it, but like... Yeah. Because we're on a downward slope right now. Um, It feels stupid to be like on the fourth movie and be like, oh, the Leprechaun movie is actually like not all good. Like kind (laughs) of bad. But something about Leprechaun in the Hood feels very like high risk high reward could be totally high reward could be like yeah shockingly like i can't believe this is actually fun and good yeah yeah it's a uh, it's tough to find any good uh imdb user reviews because it's a lot of people being epic about this movie being <laughs> bad which i would never stoop to um <laughs> But there is a couple of good points. Uh, one of them, one out of ten. No, this is always going to be my least favorite movie ever made. He doesn't even rhyme or have a thing with shoes or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing with shoes totally lost in the first movie where he has to clean shoes in the middle yeah. of warfare. I miss so it. That was, yeah, me That too. was from a one out of ten review. From a ten out of ten... When Dr. Mittenhand goes spider, he spends a lot of time making webs all over the place, but they don't seem to do very much. (laughs) (laughs) Another excellent point. I have one. Um, Five stars. Very attracted. Wait, let me start that again. I I fucked it up. I have one. Five out of five stars. Very attractive. I'm attracted to the little wrinkle man. He kind of hot. I don't know. One person found this helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Did they say I don't know or IDK? Because I- it's different. Yeah, IDK. <laughs> what a mood. Yeah. Wrinkle man. A little wrinkle this man. person is kind of hot, IDK. Um, yeah. We watched it. We sure did. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I got one. We did. Are we. I forget, are we naming these people? Are we allowed to share their usernames on the air? I think it's fine. I don't I don't think I'm doxing uh Sandra Stover forty four five seven eight. I don't I don't I don't, Just I don't think the numbers around. There we go. <laughs> Same vibe. Well you know what? There's some punctuation in there and I left it out. Where did it go, dear listener? You can't find out. Try doxing this possible lady for theoretically <laughs> her six out of ten review of this movie. I dare you. You can. Not you. <laughs> July 30th, 2018. Six out of ten. Not the best one. <laughs> <laughs> I do love all the Leprechaun movies. 
since Warwick Davis did him wonderfully smiley face. <laughs> this one just wasn't my favorite because he didn't rhyme or show much magic. Barely any magic, really. Space, comma, enter, enter. But there was a few bits of humor that makes the movie worth watching again. Smiley face. One out of one found this helpful. It's me. <laughs> Watch again? Worth watching some... again? I think I do agree that there was some humor. There was hardly any magic. <laughs> there was hardly any oh, magic. Oh, whoa. Sandra uh, reviewed... Looks like all the Leprechaun movies. Um, the headline for Leprechaun 1 is Love It. The headline for Leprechaun 2 is Lep Needs Love 2. Uh, the headline for 3 is Wonderful Movie. I agree. Headline for 5 is Very Funny. Um, and then the headline for Leprechaun 6, Back to the Hood, is Not My Favorite One. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sandra does not, like, throw her approval around. No. You yeah. gotta... Really Sandra, discerning taste. You gotta work for it. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, you gotta have not just some humor, we gotta, but a lot. We gotta get Sandra on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next week we're going to be talking to Sandra. If someone could dock Sandra so we can find her <laughs> just to have her on the pod. She no. leaves a review for our podcast that says, not my favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is? <laughs> Becky did hardly anything. <laughs> <laughs> Worth listening again. Um, she leaves a five star review for Red Scare. Says, uh, <laughs> favorite one. Uh, I do love all the racism since <coughs> Anna did it wonderfully. <laughs> I, well, I. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know that I have any yep, more. That's it. Yeah. That's the big I, show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to our podcast, Red Scare. Thank uh, be you. sure to like, share, and subscribe. Be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We only do summaries 40 minutes into yes. the podcast. We only do it. That's when they belong. You got to skip forward, hear it, go back, figure it out. Nice you gotta hear some friendly. nouns before you know what they do. Yes, get those. <laughs> yes. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Dead Horse is hosted by Becky Granger, Dixon Cashwell, and PJ Audenzia. We'd like to thank Max Huffman for our podcast art, so go to his website, maxhuffman.com, and order his book, Cover Not Final. For episode updates and exclusive horse content, uh, follow us on Instagram at, at Dead Horse Podcast, and go give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help. And hey, here's a fun bit of movie trivia for all the film buffs out there. Uh, Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito lives at 11... And Brett Kavanaugh lives at 3... Hope everyone uh, behaves responsibly with that information. <laughs> bye bye.